Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through the chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we are discussing Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, The Firebolt. Yay! We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, you can check out um, our website, blackgirlsnerdout.com, for the guidelines. Um, also for examples. Yeah. Um, we have great examples from Tacey Bear, who I just saw, am going to see, hung out with. We had a good time. <laughs> I have no idea. This is the future. Um, timey-wimey. Okay. Timey-wimey. Um, yeah. I just saw Tacey Bear. Um, Constar24 took over our social media. You know, all these people. You can also see their work from Hogwarts BSU. If you love our blog and you love Wizard Team and you have a few extra galleons lying about, um, you could use those gallons, gal, gallons, gallons. Why, why? You could use those mm-hmm. galleons to buy some chocolate frogs, or you could give them to your favorite black Potterheads. Mm-hmm. Um, consider donating to BGNO. We have a lot of dope things we want to do. We need your help. Um, we just finish doing a lot of cool things we want to continue to do a lot of cool things and we have um really awesome ideas for how we're going to start giving back to our patrons um so if you sign up on patreon shout out to kim lloyd our newest patron thank you kim um use a real one (laughs) holy crap i'm sorry i just found a bruise (laughs) If you, yeah, you can find out all of the ways that we take donations at um, blackgirlsnerdout.com slash donate. Um, yeah, we're going to be in London next week, guys. So, you know, drop us a little, oh, drop us a little, my little splash. God. You don't even have to make it rain. Just a little, just a little drizzle. little drizzle. Get my PayPal account. It would be awesome. Like, um, we have tickets to the studio tour. We did that we thing. That. You will be seeing and hearing from us. Um, I've already packed my sock for Dobby because I have no chill. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you've already started packing for London? God. No, I haven't. But I just know that I'm bringing <laughs> you're going socks to. for right, Dobby. Right, timey-wimey. My bad. You right. You yeah. right. I'll be, I, will I was have, sitting here like, really, Robin? Because, I will have packed by the Wednesday before we... No, I won't. I, no, I wouldn't. Mm-mm. She's planning on me. packing a sock for Dobby. Yes. I probably won't pack until the day before, so same. <laughs> same. <laughs> it's in my head. <laughs> it's in my uh, things I would like to do. Right. Anyway, so um, we are going to the studio tour. Like I said, we're going to the play. Um, you guys saw those adorable pictures of Hermione 1 and 2. Um, we all know who's number one. She said it, but I'm not arguing. I ain't sorry. Um, 
yeah, so yeah, yeah, there's all of these things that we want to do and a little a little you know coin coinage um would be greatly appreciated. I'm going to stop talking. This doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, also, <laughs> subscribe to our newsletter. Every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com um, to do so. Follow us at We Black and Nerds. Like us at Black Girls Nerd Out. Um, join the Wizard Team Facebook group. We love to hear your theories and thoughts and um we, we just love to talk about Potter, and when those thoughts and feelings and theories don't fit into 140 characters, we take that conversation off Twitter and on to the Facebook group. Um, it's a closed group, so just, you know, send us a quick shout-out and ask if you can join. Um, okay, no Potter news because it's timey-wimey, but Robin's birthday was last weekend, so you should, if you haven't already, shout her out. Um, I'm old. Sure. Um, I'm so old. <laughs> I might be dead by the time y'all hear this. Oh, wait. Actually, no. what's actually hilarious okay. is I just said, like, shout out to Robin's birthday, but that's, like, in the now and not in the when this episode comes out. Still, it'll be a couple weeks late. You know, just shout her out again. Might as well. I was going to say, like, <laughs> we're going to, I'm going to have been. Yeah, for a while. Tiny yeah. man. Oh my god, man. People are so annoying too. You like like what are you doing for your birthday? Where are you going? Let's do a birthday dinner. I'm like why to celebrate me being one step closer to death? Everyone has a birthday. Though I did get 10% off of the spa at Leviosacon. I'm not going to no spa, but I could. You should. I don't like people touching me. Oh. Well then you shouldn't. I mean, you could yeah. like go chill in like the hot tub or something. Or like, I could. You know what I mean? You don't have to do a massage. You could just be like, I'm going to sit here and drink all your, I don't know, whatever it is they have. Champagne. Ooh. Champagne in the tub. I'm going to go see if they have champagne. Fancy. Okay. Um, I'm going to be like that um, Little Wayne commercial. Whoa. Right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Okay. So back to <laughs> the present slash future slash who knows. Um. Let's get to chapter 11, the Firebolt. Um, but first, previously on Wizard Team. Um, Freddie- Do you watch John Oliver? Sorry, sorry. Because um, you, like, you're like, but first, and I wanted to be like, but now, this. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched John sorry. Oliver in a while, actually. Um, but I do remember mm. that. Okay, previously on Wizard Team, Fred and George gave Harry this really awesome map that um, is a map of Hogwarts and that shows people where they are in Hogwarts. Um, it's awesome. It's called the Marauder's map. map in case you weren't, weren't aware. Um, and then he used that map, of course, without an invisibility cloak because, you know, he's not a Ravenclaw. He, to sneak into Hogsmeade. Um, so he had a pretty cool day at Hogsmeade until he found out that he was their friend and he betrayed them. He being the notorious he was mass, their friend. <laughs> he being notorious mass murder Sirius Black. Um, so yeah, Harry found out that Sirius was not only his parents' best friend, but also his godfather, and that he betrayed him uh, to Voldemort, and that's why um, his parents died, and he is an orphan and has to go live with the Dursleys. So yeah. 
Notorious mass murderer Sirius Black is the worst. Good thing he's not real. Harry didn't have a very clear idea of how he had managed to get back into Honeyduke's cellar through the tunnel and into the castle once more. All he knew was that the return trip seemed to take no time at all and that he hardly noticed what he was doing because his head was still pounding with the, con- with the conversation he had just heard. Why had nobody ever told him? Dumbledore, Hagrid, Mr. Weasley, Cornelius Fudge, why hadn't anyone mentioned the fact that Harry's parents died because their best friend had betrayed them? Because what good would that do you? <laughs> Absolutely none. And they're trying to make sure what that he- you're like safe, right? And like you don't, everybody knows you have a hot head. Everybody knows yeah. you're going to go after him or you want to. But also like, when would they say that? Hi, Harry. Nice to meet you. Oh, by the um, way. <laughs> thanks for being friends with Ron and, you know, coming to spend the summer with us. Did you know that your parents' best friend was betrayed them and murdered them and wants to kill you too? Mm-hmm. Would you like another helping of pudding? The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> um, Ron and Hermione watched Harry nervously all throughout dinner. Um, when they got upstairs... Um, it was to the crowded common room to find Fred and George had set off half a dozen dung bombs in the in a fit of end-of-term high spirits. Harry, who didn't want Fred and George asking him whether he'd reached Hogsmeade or not, sneaked quietly up to the empty be- wow, to the empty dormitory and headed straight for his bedside cabinet. He pushed his books aside and quickly found what he was looking for, a leather-bound photo album Hagrid had given him two years ago, which was full of wizard pictures of his mother and father. Um, he stopped on a picture of his parents' wedding day. There was his father waving up at him, beaming the, um, then, sorry, there was his mother, alight with happiness, arm in arm with his dad, and there, that must be him, their best man. Harry had never given him a thought before. If he hadn't known it was the same person, he would have never guessed it was black in this old photograph. His face wasn't sunken and waxy, but handsome, full of laughter. Had he already been working for Voldemort when this picture would have been taken? Was he already planning... The deaths of the two people next to him? Did he nope. realize he was facing 12 years in Azkaban? 12 years that would make him unrecognizable? Well, that, he, nope. there's no way he would know that in that moment. Like, no. <laughs> whether he, was on, got whether he was on the side or not. Like, <laughs> no matter what side he was on, he can't see the future. So he wouldn't know yeah. specifically that it would He's be 12 years in Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that those 12 years would make him unrecognizable. <laughs> anyway, um... But the Dementors don't affect him, Harry thought, staring into the handsome, laughing face. He doesn't have to hear my mom screaming if they get too close. This is why, and I'm going to point out, because um, there are a couple of passages in this book that I'm like, I think this is why, this is my favorite book, and it sticks with me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you have, don't live under a rock, you might notice that um, times is hard to... For, for black folk and Wait, for dealing with... Be- sorry. The singing part. I was just like, what is... This? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Because I listened to a lot of uh, Sweeney Todd the other day. Got I don't it. know. Um, but it is not easy out here for black folk mm-hmm. and run-ins with um, the criminal... Like, the, the muggle world dementor is known as the police. Mm-hmm. Um, and... These, like, passages, like, I think that really shows, like, there uh, there have been a couple of um, pretty good things about this book and trauma and PTSD and stuff like that. But I think 
these pa- passages like this, he doesn't have to hear my mom screaming if they get too close. Um, like, really highlight, like, the trauma that can come um, and that can stick with you, even though Harry doesn't really... I mean, he can't really remember his mom screaming, right? But he... I mean, A, he does have this piece of an old man's soul in his body, but um, he also just, like, knows that he's alone. Mm-hmm. And and that anger that you feel, like... I figure out the best way. Like, the anger that you... That people feel um, towards... other people that don't have to go through what they're, what you're going through at that time, especially because like, especially if they somehow caused it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to say this, this, I'm trying to be all like very thoughtful with my words, but y'all know me and I'll, I'll just tweet you later when I figure out the proper way to say it. Mm -hmm. But what I mean to say is if you're a black person right now, even hearing condolences or, and, uh, people are, white allies who get it it doesn't help you at that moment because you're just like you don't know what this is you don't have to know the fear and the terror and the hurt that is caused by this kind of trauma Mm -hmm. right and I think that that's kind of what Harry's getting at too it's like you are a part of the system that caused me to feel this hurt and yet you don't have to feel it yeah and I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so real. Okay. Um, <laughs> My favorite book. <laughs> um, Harry slammed the album shut, reached over and stuffed it back into his cabinet. Um, Ron comes to check on him, but Harry pretends to be asleep. Hatred such as he had never known was coursing through Harry like poison. He could see Black laughing at him through the darkness as though somebody had pasted the picture of the album over his eyes. He watched as though somebody was playing him a piece of film, Sirius Black blasting Peter Pettigrew, who resembled Neville Longbottom, into a thousand pieces. He could hear, though having no idea the Black, what Black's voice might sound like, a low, excited mutter, It has happened, my lord. The potters have made me their secret keeper. And then came another voice, laughing shrilly, the same laugh that Harry heard inside his head whenever the Dementors drew near. Um, yeah. That's good writing. It's very good writing. Sometimes I just really like reading just just because they're just like very just good. Yeah. Um, And that just echoes what I just said. It still goes, you know, like these, um, this is now seeping into Harry's subconscious and he's even inputting um, people that he knows. He's seeing um, Neville as Peter, Mm -hmm. which is kind of wrong because... Peter ain't got nothing on level long, long bottom, no, yo. He doesn't on level long bottom. Peter he really doesn't. Don't have <laughs> That's what she just said, by the way. <laughs> huh? He said level long bottom. It was good though. Oh. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well he that guy too. Yeah. <laughs> Peter ain't got nothing on him. Scabbers ain't shit compared to Neville and Level. Mm-hmm. It's what I said. And I stick by it. And what I'm saying is, in all of Peter's nine fingers and toes, he he ain't got enough. Nope. Of nothing to even to even speak Neville's name. Mm-hmm. How dare they? But Peter Pettigrew is the Raven Simone of the Wizarding World. 
And I say Ooh. that with a heavy heart. Woo. I thought you were going to do the um, Chance the Rapper lyric. But oh, any Peter anyway. Pettigrew could get the pesticide? Any petty Peter Pettigrew mm-hmm. could get the pesticide. That is also a thing. Um, so, uh, Harry um, goes down to the dormitory, um, and Ron and Hermione are sitting and waiting for him. Um, the It's the first day of the holiday, so they're the only people in the yes. common room. Um, they're, it's the next morning, so he, yeah. um, when Ron, when he heard Ron come in, he pretended to be asleep, and, then, and he stayed that way. And still woke up, like he said, he had the sleepless night and woke up early and goes down to the, yeah. To the common room. Um, and so then Hermione and Ron are just really, like, worried about him and are trying to tell him. Um, Hermione says, you mustn't go do some, anything stupid. Um, like what, said Harry? Like, trying to go after Black. Um, so Harry, like, doesn't say anything. Um, and they're, try- they're, like, trying to convince him because he's not talking. They're like, dude, no, actually tell me that you're not going to go after him. Um, but he says, and this goes to what your point that you just made, um, where he says, do you know what I see in here? Every time a Dementor gets too near me, I hear my mom screaming and pleading with Voldemort. And if you'd heard your mom screaming like that, just about to be killed, you wouldn't forget it in a hurry. And if you found out someone who was supposed to be their friend, a friend of hers betrayed her and sent Voldemort after her. Um, so yeah, just echoing what you're saying, like, and especially the part about like allies and like people who... It's like they're sitting here and they're like, well, this isn't the best way to go about this and you shouldn't do this or whatever versus thinking like, that's like, that's like their go-to initially is to like, like, it's to kind of like, you know what I mean? Like try to make him stop first. They're trying to like, and, and I, and I get it because they're like his friends. They understand like what, where, what happens with him and like where, how his mind like works. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's 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 sound advice, right? Like right, and we it's, were saying it's good in, advice. In the second, and yeah, it's, it's like because you, what are you going to do against him? Yeah, um, but, but it's in not that he, moment, that's not what he needed. He needed them to be yeah. like, "Are you okay? What's going on?" But like the first thing they say is first thing says what says Harry, you look terrible, and then you really Which don't look well. Uh, well, I mean that's Ron. Ron has no tact ever. Um, and then <laughs> Hermione, you really don't look well. And then Harry, listen, you must be really upset. But the thing is, you mustn't go do anything stupid. So it's immediately like, hey, by the way, don't. Yeah. And where it's like, where it really could be on some. Wow, this really sucks. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and like, how what do you, you feel? Need? What do you need? And not, hey, don't do this immediately after hearing about yeah. some shit. That's because like really also it's up. like. Don't think that Harry really. I mean, I I know that he's probably thinking about it in a very loose way, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he was like his immediate reaction was just anger and yeah, and he hopelessness wants, too. And like, hopeless, what do you yeah, do and at like, that point, what do you do with that? Information? And he and he does want revenge, but I think or he wants Black to pay, and I think what that means to him is. Um, you know, this this guy is now roaming around free, mm-hmm. um, escaped the Dementors, and he needs to be caught. But I don't think that Harry woke up and was like, well, I gotta go find Black, where's my invisibility cloak? Right. I'm off on a quest. Like, But then to hear someone come at you with like, don't do anything stupid, you're like, that's, well, you know, it kind of sends him down that path mm-hmm. when he, uh, yeah, it just wasn't the best. It well, you know, <laughs> wasn't. Um, so then... So Harry says, you heard what Fudge said. Black isn't infected by Azkaban. Like, normal people are. 
So what are you saying? You want to to kill Black or something really quickly? And I'm and I yeah. know we want to kind of like speed through this part, but I just wanted I just realized I had a note there. So how? Like that's one of the things about this book particularly. There's like moments where Harry's like I'm going to kill him or whatever, but it's like do you have like the tools to do that? <laughs> like you don't. Do you even know? Do you even know all? how to do it? Yeah, the curse. You don't. Like, what, you, so, you don't know how to do that curse. That's weird. You know? That's awkward. Yeah. Like then you get to the moment and you're like, <laughs> "Wow, I've been talking all this mess." And I didn't think this through. I, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know how to. How to? How do I do this? <laughs> Talk about yeah. expelliarmus. <laughs> at the same time, like, I know that there have been times when I've been so mad, and I'm like, "Look, no, that's I'll real. Figure it out. No, that's the thing. It's <laughs> totally real, but it's also just but, kind of funny within this context." Yeah, yeah, but then that's the other thing that goes back to what you're saying about how Ron and Hermione should be more thoughtful and need to just listen and be there for him. Mm-hmm. Because I have, I know for sure that I've smooth gone off, not at you, but to you in replace of someone else. And then afterwards, like, I have been ready to punch someone. Like, I am yeah. going, like, let her say something to me again. Let them come up to me one more again. Mm-hmm. Anything like that, like... And the feelings are real, right? But then after I get it out, I'm like, okay, I ain't gonna punch nobody. Right. That is it's a little extra. That's a little bit. much. I just need to get that out. Mm-hmm. I need to whoo, like you know, just flush out those negative feelings and that anger, and and those those thoughts of violence. Sometimes speaking it into being is all you need to do. Let him get out his anger, and then once you see him packing his invisibility cloak and, honestly, and sneaking out then you then, me, sir. then that's when <laughs> that's when Hermione should come up like okay well let's look at this logically do you even know <laughs> right. how to kill people <laughs> like right. like I'm with you but also I just want to make sure you're thinking this all that, the way through yes like, I'm with you but the situation but also, is fraught I don't do you know how to I don't know how I I haven't even I know about the the curse but you don't even know that there are that there is a killing curse that's awkward right <laughs> I mean, and also, all right, I guess this is where we got. This is where we went before with the ride or die friends. Like, I'm a ride, and then we gonna sit down, and talk and about this, and think questions. this through. Right? <laughs> ride and ask questions. That's yes, me. that is <laughs> just. So where are we going? What's happening? Why are we doing this? Okay, is, is this the best way? The best way to go about this? Are you sure? Can we let's let's think about this for sure? a second. Let's plan yeah. it. Let's plan it out. <laughs> let's so, let's table um, this for now. Let's schedule it. And I think too, like what you what you see here is like, um, Hermione's panicking and she's like, "Don't be silly. Harry doesn't want to kill anyone." Um, and I think, yeah, because Ron's like, "You, you're, you don't want to kill him. Do you, you want to kill Black or something?" And Hermione's like, "He's not going to kill anyone. Don't be silly. Oh my god!" But then. At the same time, Harry's like, mm. "There's a thought." I wasn't thinking about it before, but I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to do it. Um, and then he says, um, "So he's like, he didn't know what he wanted to do. All he knew was that the idea of doing nothing while Black was at liberty was almost more than he could stand." Which again is just like yeah. more of a lot of parallels. Which also kind of makes me. It also irritates me that like there's these parallels. These parallels are so potent. But, um, somehow she can't seem to fathom it in, like, the real world. In, like, how does that work? It makes no sense. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to get into a rant about Ovamorian shit, but 
Yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, let's just let's, let's just move, move on. on. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, um, there there will be plenty of times to we'll have time to think of, to talk about. That. Yeah. Um, Malfoy knows. He said, "Remember what he said to me in potions." You're going to take Malfoy's advice instead of ours, which is like, right? Like, come on, Harry. Yeah. I think, too, the, like, this passage, he says, you know, um, there was, um, did you see what Black did to Pettigrew? Um, the Order of the Phoenix, he received the Order of the Phoenix first class, and, uh, like. Not Order of the Phoenix. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sitting here Order like, this does not save the phoenix. <laughs> that sure doesn't. Okay. Order of, and my brain's like, the, the phoenix. Yep. That's real, though. That's so real. Um, Order of Merlin first class, and uh, Pettigrew's finger in the box is all that his mother received. That was the biggest bit of him they could find. Black's a madman, Harry, and he's dangerous. And this is the fact that, like, they saw Harry's reaction when he left, um... Madame Rosa Mortez and when he left Hogsmeade and that is Ron's being scared for mm-hmm. Harry and being truly like you, you we kind of forget because we're so we we think about and as we should you know like what Harry's thinking what Harry's feeling after hearing that but Ron and Hermione are hearing that for the first time too yeah. and it's like oh shit this guy wants to do what now to who now my right. best friend you know, so they're also dealing with, like, their own kind of terror and trauma, mm-hmm. um, which is, so it's it's hard, it's, it's, you also have to, like, there's so many times you have to remember, like, they are 13, they don't, I mean, I'm 31 mm-hmm. as of posting of this sign, whatever, I'm ancient, and I don't know how to... I wouldn't know how to comfort someone once I find out, like, my brother or my best friend or, you know, if I find out that someone's out to, like, do them mortal harm. Right. I would like, so we're just going to stay, you're just going to stay in the house. Right. I don't know. We just kind of have to put some bubble wrap on you and where are you go? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, all of their reactions make sense mm-hmm. because of what they're facing, but... um, You could hear, really, in that passage that Ron is is worried and scared for yeah. Harry in a way that is, it has less to do with, um, or not less to do with Harry, but it, it, it's, it's separate from just Harry's own worries and fears. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 that's in Ron. Um, My speech. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're really like trying to, now they're getting like, they're getting more worried because it's almost like, Harry's getting more worked up and they're trying to like de-escalate him so it gets to the point where Hermione is in tears. Um, Harry, please, please be sensible. Black did a terrible, terrible thing but don't put yourself in danger. It's what Black wants. Oh, Harry, you'd be playing right into Black's hands if you were, went looking for him. Your mom and dad wouldn't want you to get hurt, would they? They'd never want you to go looking for Black. I'll never know what they'd have wanted because thanks to Black, I've never spoken to them, said Harry shortly. Um, um real quick, mm-hmm. Not to, again, but it's, like, all on my mind and on my TV and on my Twitter stream mm-hmm. right now. But that is completely how I feel when people talk about, like, what would Martin Luther King do? And I'm like, I don't know, because y'all shot him in the fucking face. What would he do? Hmm? Hmm? We will never know that. Because you know Martin Luther King should still be alive. He did not die of natural causes. So 
keep his name out your mouth right now and let me be angry. And that is literally, like, how I see Harry's clap back of, like, your parents wouldn't want you to do that. Well, maybe they would have because... But they were dead. They got, you don't they know. They murdered, so... Yeah. That's awkward. That's what, awkward. What, what, okay, then. That's cool. You don't know what my parents would have done. You don't. You didn't know them. You didn't, I don't know right. them. So, and why don't we know them? Hmm. It's a notorious mass murder. <laughs> She's doing the emoji. Hand on chin. <laughs> thinking face. The notorious mass murderer Sirius Black is an ass, man. I'm so glad he doesn't exist because I would want to murder him myself. Same. But you know who does exist? This little thing in Ron's pocket quivering that needs to go the fuck Petty away. Petty Peter Pettigrew that could get the pesticide. That thing needs to go. Um, look, said Ron, it's the holidays. It's nearly Christmas. Let's, let's go down and see Hagrid. We haven't visited him for ages. Ages. No, said Hermione quickly. Harry isn't supposed to leave the castle, Ron. Yeah, let's go, said Harry. And I can ask him how come he never mentioned Black when he told me all, when he told me all about my parents. Which is like, why? Again, time out. So, and this is what we were talking about before about, like, at the beginning, about um, it not making sense that that would be the first thing you tell someone. So, like, yeah. he's like, when he told me all about my parents. So, that was also the first time he ever met you. So, he was also telling you about you being... You. Uh, yeah, about you. There's Your a lot of information. Story. So, then you're on some... <laughs> Oh, and also there's this notorious mass murderer who is the reason why your parents are dead and he's in Azkaban now so you don't have to worry about Like, on top of being like, hey, you've just been introduced to this really magical place and like, <laughs> and then you're trying to figure out what that's all about. By the way, yeah. there, are two, there are two mass murderers after you. That's awesome. Congratulations. Welcome to the wizarding world. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot. That's awkward. And Hagrid wouldn't have done it well either. But I don't think you can do it well. And Hagrid didn't... And Hagrid didn't even want to tell him about Voldemort. Voldemort. He's like, he was like, I don't, this, isn't, this my, isn't my place. <laughs> this is above my pay grade. <laughs> I wasn't. I don't even really ooh, know that much. I don't have any like the vocabulary training. to even really talk about this. Like, I just you know, I, it would be like if Aminata was like Robin, explain sex to me, and I'd be like, well, well. what <laughs> I can explain to you is that your mama, you just take a right. Go up them. St- I don't know, girl. Like I, what? That's a mama job, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> exactly. Who is you know? But then also, I want. I wrote that this is the start of emo Harry. Oh, it totally is. And, and then it just and then it just gets. Then we then we hit the sweet spot in like two years. <laughs> no. Um, yes. She says sweet spot. I say, ugh, spot. Um, that book is the best. I love that book. I. Do not particularly love emo Harry. But I will say, though, um, there are so many times in this chapter and, like, the last couple chapters and that I literally, I am like, this don't make no sense. And then I'm like, oh, he's 13. Mm-hmm. This makes a lot of sense. Yep. This reaction actually does make all of the sense. Um, Akira, I was about to say, but I am his little sister Akira, but y'all know Akira because that crazy person has already been on this podcast. <laughs> Um, she has been, like, working with middle schoolers this summer, and every time she's like, bruh, and we're like, well, you know. It's that age. It's, it's that age. <laughs> can't even get around it. Just, I even hate me at 13. <laughs> like, right? And I was pretty much the same, except I was it, 13. And that shit is And so everything is real, was terrible. And is the worst. <laughs> like... The worst. So, the yeah, I like, I wrote like, oh my God, the start of emo Harry. And then I have like all these underlines, but then I 
had to step back a bit and be like, this is when I couldn't spend the night or go to a party or whatever when I was 13, I... Like, this was your reaction? <laughs> yeah. So, his parents are, you know, right. like, it's a bit more intense than... Exactly. Like, what we will see in a couple of pages is that some people need to get perspective. And Harry's not... Harry's, like, right here, it's like, the, this is a proper reaction. Mm-hmm. And... Totally. Or at least an understandable reaction. Like, this is the same thing when I said, like, Harry, you're 13. No one expects you to deal with the mentors of be okay with Voldemort. Like, no one expects you to just, or they shouldn't expect him to just, like, pop up in the morning and be like, oh, I thought it through. And, you know, this is very terrible tragedy, but I'm going to just, you know, stick to the castle and focus on my studies and let the Dementors do their job. And I'll pray for it. I'll pray, you know, give my best wishes to Sirius Black that he finds that he finds justice and, you know, um, thank you all for your well wishes and thoughts and walks. Like, that's weird. Like, that's not the reaction that a like, 13. Um, did anybody else? <laughs> she, now I want to go after Mass Murder Series Black. Like, right? who's with me? Come on, because this is weird. This is... this is wrong. You should be having strong emotions. Yeah. Like, this is, if, uh, if all, any time to have a strong emotion, the, day after you find out that your parents were not only murdered by Voldemort, but betrayed by their best friend. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Who is your godfather. Who is also your godfather. I'm just going to add that on there, too. Um, so. So, um, they go down to Hagrid's. Um, the, they knock on the door. There was a heavy sound of heavy... There was a sound of heavy footsteps, and the door creaked open. Hagrid stood there with his eyes red and swollen, tears splashing down the front of his leather vest. You've heard, he bellowed, and he flung himself onto Harry's neck. Um, he got a chill a little bit, because he's... Inappropriate. That, but all that, but then you know, he's twice the size of a normal man. So, True. Harry's about to collapse under Hagrid's weight. You can't just be throwing... You can't be throwing yourself. That's like, also, you know, Harry that reminds me really of... strong. You know that reminds me of? My brother. Mine too. Because he just will be like, hey, what's up? And then give you like... And, and just like... Jump. Either jump or just like collapse on you. Basically what Hagrid just did. And you're just like, okay, but hold up. But, but wait, but you're heavy though. <laughs> but like, I can't actually... Like, this is nice and I appreciate the love, but also... You're about to crush But it's me. not even really love. He's just like, I can no longer. You are the wind beneath my wings, <laughs> so you will be my wings. Um, like, your brother used to do that when he was a baby. I, and like, that's the thing. Baby, is he's, baby. He literally, like, and would go continues doing that. But he's, like, <laughs> 200 pounds heavier. And he's, like, much, like, tall. He's just a big person. And he literally and at, Yeah. He literally his Limbs acts, everywhere. He, yeah. Just all limbs. <laughs> And then, like, he just acts like he's a six-year-old kid who can just, like, run into people. Like, run into people. I'm like, but no, though. But sure, it's not And it wasn't pleasant when he was six. Right. To be honest. As someone who experienced it. He's not going to listen to this podcast. He got a big head, y'all. No. Um, And he had had dreads when he was six. And his dreads, you really thought that he was, like, twice the size that he would have been because he had a big head. And then on that head was a whole bunch of hair. And he would just throw it at you like a football, just like. And he still does no it joke. now. He's twenty years old. Come on, bro. Houseway. 
Because he ain't never had no chill. No, but um, he, it's like Hagrid just doesn't know his own weight. <laughs> just wait. doesn't know his own strength. And you're just like, dude, can you but stop also, like swinging around <laughs> and just like center yourself a little bit? Center. But also, how strong is Harry that he could even hold up any of Hagrid? Because right. Hagrid <laughs> is not been, like, just, 200 pounds. Oh, just under, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrible. Um, yeah. So he was rescued by Ron and Hermione, who seized Hagrid under the under an arm and heaved him back into the cabin. Hagrid allowed himself to be steered into a chair and slumped over the table, sobbing uncontrollably. Hagrid, what is it? said Hermione. Um, so Harry spots an official-looking letter, um, and he reads it aloud. Oh, no, Connie. Um, <laughs> dear Mr. Hagrid. I know, I, I highlighted them for Connie, too, and then I was like, oh, no, Connie. Oh, yeah, we're going to need to, like, get Connie to, like, I don't know. Tape. Tape these little parts. <laughs> yeah. And just insert it. Okay, anyway. Um, not this time, though. Dear Mr. Hagrid, <laughs> further to our inquiry about the attack by a hippogriff on a student in your class, we have accepted the assurances of Professor Dumbledore that you bear no responsibility for the regrettable incident. Um, however, we must register our concern about the hippogriff in question. We have decided to uphold the official complaint of Mr. Lucius Malfoy, and this matter will, there, will therefore be taken to the Committee for the Disposal of Dangerous Creatures. The hearing will take place on April 20th, and we ask you to present yourself on, and your hippogriff at the Committee's offices in London on that date. In the meantime, the hippogriff should be kept tethered and isolated. Yours in fellowship. Um, and then there followed a list of the school governors. You said Buckbeat isn't a bad hippogriff, Hagrid. I'll bet he get off. And Hagrid responds, you don't know them gargoyles at the Committee for... The disposal of dangerous creatures. They got it in for interesting animals. He doesn't even say dangerous animals. He says interesting. Um, two things. One, when we talked about the Dementors and what's in their nature or not, mm-hmm. you know, and I decided to bench that one rogue Dementor. We talked about the sad Dementor who just wants friends, which you got right. I mean, the good, good Dementor, but yeah, the good Dementor. Um, I do need to that. I think this is definitely one of those times where basically you're mad at they're going to take out take it out on Buckbeat that Hagrid was like this is hippogriff language right like you must bow you must do Mm. these things and Malfoy was basically the equivalent of like a dumb westerner in a foreign country being like hey why don't you understand English I'll just shout a little bit more you know what I mean it's like Buckbeak is not dangerous. He, if you go, if you, you know, he's a creature. Put some respect on his name. Exactly. Exactly. Pretty much. Put some respect on his name. And like Harry, you'll get nothing but respect back. And the problem with that, though, is that these creatures aren't able to speak for themselves. They're not able to say, well, he came at me froggy. And... I did what a, I did what a Griff had to do. You know what I mean? Um, but the fact that Hagrid has already like kind of ex, ex, is accepted defeat or he's defeatist in this way about what's going to happen to Buckbeat. Um, I just think it's like it's very interesting this whole interaction between him and the trio because like you would think that a man of sixty three. Now, um, oh, 64 
would be like, you're right, like, think this through, you know what I mean? But like, just shitting on these 13 year olds' optimism and hopes that the justice system, well. I mean, he was put in Forget everything I just said. Van, so. Forget, forget everything. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They um, the same three the same three that saw him just taken off to Ask Man last mm-hmm. year because you know he could had to do have it the appearance he may have done it and if it's he did not do it he, it's still possible that he may have at some point thought about doing it at that one time and if he day. didn't do it he'll just get to go home you know all apologies no problem it's fine um. um uh, a sudden, so they found out. Found out. Bleh, they see that Buck Buckbeak. Why? Why can't I talk? That's weird. Buckbeak is in the corner. He's inside, chomping on something that was oozing blood all over the floor. I couldn't leave him tied up out there in the snow, all on his own at Christmas. Choked Hagrid. Buckbeak don't give a shit about all. your human holidays. No. What is Christmas? Christmas? What is that? What's happening? Um, is this your rodent? This a good rodent. <laughs> I'm gonna keep eating this. If this is what Christmas is, I'm all about right. it. But the rest of that, I don't care. Um, <laughs> so Harry, Ron, and Hermione looked at one another. They had never seen eye to eye with Hagrid about what he called interesting creatures and other people called terrifying monsters. On the other hand, there didn't seem to be any particular harm in Buckbeak. So real quick, that's one of the things that's ironic about this one time Hagrid has to go through all this stuff is that it's like one of his chill, it's like an actual interesting creature. Like, yeah. it's one of the chillest creatures he's ever had. Like, it's not a, it's not Norbert. It's not Fluffy. It's not Aragog. Yeah. All of those, and I love dragons, but just like in general, Terrifying. compared to a hippogriff. Right. Like, it's. You know what I mean? It's pretty tame. I mean, they say, like, by Hagrid's usual standards, he was positively cute. Right. And we get a little bit more Buckbeak um, characterization. And he is, like, he reminds me a lot of, of Hedwig. Mm-hmm. He's just minding his own business. Chill. Do what he gotta do. Don't cross him. Nope. Pretty much. Right? Harry tried to cross Hedwig. He got three months. Of Silent I don't fuck treatment. with you. Mm-hmm. Silence. And Malfoy tried to fuck with Buckbeat and he said, Who the fuck do you think I is? Mm-hmm. Pulled out hot sauce and just did what he had to do. You'll have to put up a good, strong defense, Hagrid, said Hermione. I'm sure you can prove Buckbeat is safe. Um, won't make no difference. Them disposal devils, they're all in Lucius Malfoy's po- <laughs> Okay, sorry, real quick. I him calling them devils, that reminded me of um Dis- yeah. Oh. A certain family member. Yeah. Um, they're all in Lucius. Yes. She. They're all in Lucius Malfoy's pocket, scared of him. And if I lose the case, Buckbeak, Hagrid drew his finger swiftly across his throat, then gave a great wail and lurched forward. What about Dumbledore, Hagrid? He's done more than enough for me. Got enough on his plate. What with keeping them Dementors out of the castle and serious black lurking around. Um, Ron and Hermione looked quickly at Harry, but Harry couldn't bring himself to to um to bring up Sirius in that moment. Not now that he saw Haggard so miserable and scared. The emotional really intelligence is. is so high. But also, like, you shouldn't be bringing right. it up. Um, <laughs> listen, um, Hagrid. So, listen, Hagrid. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, you can't give up. Hermione's right. You'll just need a good defense. Um, Hermione says, um, I've read about a case of hippogriff baiting where the hippogriff so, got off. 
I'll look it up for you, Hagrid. Really quickly. Um, she just reads, like, wizard cases for fun. Like, she just is like, hey, let me just go grab this deposition. Slash, well, like, this little... I'm... Two things. When you said that deposition, I need to be in the wizarding gamut. And I need to be in their law library. And I need to know more about wizarding law. Because it seems make like these fuckers... Make up whatever the fuck they want. Make up whatever they want to. There's, there's got to be some, yeah, some rhyme law reason. and cases that I would love to... I, that's probably why she was in there looking up cases. Because last year, she's like, so y'all just going to take Well, she Hagrid. was petrified at that point. You ain't going to fight. But probably oh, yeah. over the summer, she was but, like... But she heard about it. What she heard about it, she like, so they just took Hagrid? Did right. they cite any statutes? Was there a precedent? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to look this up. And, and like, am I... That's um, why it's so funny, like... Yeah, of all, it's like really specific though, where it's like a hippogriff baiting, like. Yeah, and then the other thing I was gonna say is that they're probably in um, the monster book maybe. of monsters, something about, you know, because because Hagrid does a good job of talking about how mm-hmm. they're fiercely proud, um, so there's probably something about like the fact that if you bait a hippogriff, you know, just yeah. talking about how proud they are and what they you know are capable of. I could see that being in the monster books of monsters so or in the, or in another It's like care a case study creatures. or like one of those like little well, like mini anecdotes that they put like in a little different colored yeah. box. And they're like, in oh, the box. In, the, yeah. in, the, in such and such against versus such and such, this happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Hagrid, so she says, uh, when the hippogriff got off, I'll look it up for you, Hagrid, and see exactly what happened. Um Hagrid howled still more loudly. Harry and Hermione looked at Ron to help to help them. Uh, should I make a cup of tea? Said Ron. He's <laughs> just so great. Um, it's what... M- I also love... Um, oh, yeah. So he says, it's what my mom does whenever someone's upset. And I love this because you do kind of revert back mm-hmm. to that kind of, you know, like... Ron is such a boy. Like, in just the way of... And I don't mean this in like a... Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Um, but just like, oh, you're upset and it makes me uncomfortable and I need to, like, I think in the most, um, generic and generalized way possible, like when someone is really upset, like females, girls, like Hermione, like to talk about that, like, how are you feeling? What are you, you know, doing? And like men need to do something, you know what I mean? That's like their first reaction is like, how am I, like, I need to do something and make something happen to make you feel better and do I need to go punch someone do I need to go talk to someone or whatever so Ron's sitting there like I need to do tea I can make tea that's what my mom does you know like it's just like a very sweet thing of like I'm of how they're friends um but then on the opposite side how inappropriate because they sh- there should be three adults. It should be McGonagall and Dumbledore mm-hmm. and someone else Flitwick. of comparable age, Flitwick, talking to Hagrid about mm-hmm. actionable plans. And that's something and I'm bring up, I bring up later, um, which I will just because of like the passage that it's in. But yeah, it's just like he he can only rely on yeah three thirteen year olds. Um, yeah, I also bring I I think I know if. If we put it in the same spot, I also have that. But after many more assurances of help and with a steaming mug of tea in front of them, Hagrid blew his nose on a handkerchief um, and pulled himself together. You're right. I can't afford to go to pieces. 
Fang the boarhound um, came timidly out from under the table and laid his head head on Hagrid's knee. Um, I've not been myself lately, worried about Buckbeat and no one like in my classes. Um, and so they start talking about his classes. Are dead, um, Ron says, oh yeah, you know, you're, they're great crossing his fingers <laughs> under the table, which is like, they can't lie, that's so cute. Um, and the flabberums are dead, they have too much lettuce. Um, and the Dementors are make, making him feel ruddy terrible, gotta walk past him every time I want a drink in the three broomsticks, like being back in Azkaban, where's his chocolate? He, I thought he we was talked supposed about to have this. a lifetime supply. I think Fudge, um, and somebody needs to go go see about him, knock on his door, and be like, where the fuck yeah. is Hagrid's chocolate? Um, is he missing a shipment? Mm-hmm. Is there something wrong? Do we need a emergency owl sent? You know it's an to... owl in that post office that could, that could get you that thing. Overnight shipping. I mean, there is a sweet shop at Hogsmeade. There are owls, and Hogwarts isn't that far. It's walking distance, really. So, where is his chocolate? Aren't you? Yeah. Um, so. Don't make no sense. Um, don't make no sense. So, you've no idea, he said. He felt. Uh, quietly. Never been anywhere like it. Thought I was going mad. Kept going over horrible stuff in my, in my mind. The day I got expelled from Hogwarts, day me dad died. Day I had to let Norbert go. Norbert go. Um, you can't really remember who you are after a while, and you can't see the point of living at all. I used to hope I'd just die in my sleep. When they let me out, it was like being born again. Everything came flooding back. It was the best feeling in the world. Mind the Dementors weren't keen on letting me go. Um, but you were innocent, said Hermione. Think that matters to them? They don't care. Long as they've got a couple hundred humans stuck there with them so they can leech on all of the happiness out of them. They don't give a damn who's guilty and who's not. Um, so all of this happened to him and he was falsely imprisoned. Fudge needs to be yeah. sacked immediately. We gotta wait. So this is what I was... Um, reminds me of like what I was saying about statutes and mm-hmm. things. Like this is literally like cruel and unusual punishment. Totally. Because... And the whole um, it reminds me of, like, and it reminds me of solitary confinement, mm-hmm. really. Um, and yeah, like we said, you can go to the Pottermore site and, and hear, read up on Azkaban. And the reason why it exists, and the reason why they send prisoners there, is not to help rehabilitate the prisoners or to punish the prisoners in any um, fair way. It is to keep the Dementors there mm-hmm. and away from the main, you know, away from Britain, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dementors shouldn't be used for punishment. It's very similar to, there is a, it's an older study um, or experiment, but I think Stanford or something did it where they have put some students, they arbitrarily said like, these students are prisoners and these students are prison guards. And like very quickly you could see abuses happening. And, um, and it got like really bad that they had to, you know, I think I, this is really, my brain doesn't work, but um, it's a really famous study. You guys can go look it up. I think it's like the Stanford Prison Study or something like that. Um, but very quickly, like the being set apart and set in power um, automatically makes you just treat people less than hu- human or think that you, because you are in power, you are, are able to like 
get away with a lot to treating them in ways that you would never treat anyone else and their humanity just disappears in the face of that and i think that's very kind of similar to what the the dementors except for the fact that the dementors aren't making a conscious decision to do that right like it's it's in their nature that you're a human i'm going to suck the happiness out of you and so the people who have decided that um Dementors are going to be the guards, the Askman guards, um, don't care enough to think there's no, the idea of being punished for wrongdoing is that you are rehabilitated, right? Or you learn a lesson or whatever. But if you're not doing, if you haven't done anything wrong, if, and if the punishment doesn't fit the crime and there's no getting out and there's no, ways to change how that works and it's like what are you what is the point after a while yeah and i mean that and then also just thinking about the origins of um azkaban um and like just you know just might as well just since we're black and we're in the united states um like the origins of um the police like (laughs) anti-black racism and or yeah even just the police period boom i was gonna go even further just the police um and the fact that, like, literally, so the person who, like, decided, like, they found this island and it was infested with Dementors. And the person who thought, like, oh, hey, this will be a great place to put a prison um, was, like, this horrible person. And, like, a part of, he, I think um, it's something Rao, mm-hmm. so if you don't know. So he's, like, an ancestor of one of the Death it's Eaters, like actually. A- it's um, not Amicus, because that's the... Uh, no, that's a Kara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's a he's an ancestor of a Death Eater, um, and then yeah, so it's like this whole like all this like bigotry and it's like you know I mean basically it's like some tough on crime type shit and they're like might as well just go put him with the Dementors and then it the ministers of magic let this happen for so long that it becomes ingrained into their society that by the time um, somebody Diggory um, decides that maybe we shouldn't do this it's like almost too late. Yeah. And then also, and then I think, and I think, then I think he dies too early to do anything. And then after that, they're just like, well, might as well just keep doing, doing it. it. Cause it works. And also it was and also so, like the fear. And this is where we get a lot of what, um, we see now is like the fear of the backlash of breaking down this system that you've set mm-hmm. in place that you know is wrong prevents you from doing what's right. Right. Like, mm-hmm. well, what are we going to do with them if we take away the prisoners and are they going to come after us and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you should have thought about that before you set this before up. Putting them there in the um, first place. But that doesn't mean that you. Because they could have just left them alone. They could have. Totally could have. Someone but just Because assumed. it was this one bigoted ass, like horrible yeah. person in power. And he just and assumed. Thought, hey. And he used that as like, it was totally like, oh, if we don't put them here, they're going to come after your children. You know what I mean? Like. It was seriously mm-hmm. fear tactic. It's oh my god, and yet she can't get. See, we're not going. Like we're not going there. Okay, Haggard was quiet for a moment, um, staring into his tea. Then he said, "Thought of just letting Buckbeak go, trying to make him fly away. But how do you explain to a hippogriff it's got to go into hiding? And I'm scared of breaking the law. I don't want to go to Azkaban ever again." Um, so they come they kind of leave they go back to um to hogwarts and um they decide that you know they're gonna help hagrid win his case against the committee for disposable 
Wow. The Committee for the Disposal of Dangerous Creatures. Um, so he, Ron, and Hermione go to the library the next day and return to the empty common room laden with books that might help prepare a defense for Buckbeak. Um, so, really quickly. Three, they don't have wizard lawyers? Uh, okay. I also, you can't get better help than three third years. Wizard lawyers. My yeah, exact... literally I wrote three, I said three 13 year olds, do they not have wizard lawyers? High five to us, we are <laughs> Harry Potter scholars, yeah. um, as I told someone this I'm weekend. I'm just like, how? But also, I'm can we like, just how? point out that it says, um, famous cases of marauding beast. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Um, Our marauders were beasts too when they wanted to be. Anyway. Yeah, they were. Ayo. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like it's that's the one that I'm like, they couldn't be like, hey, you should probably hire somebody. Yeah. No, they're just like, nah, it's cool. We'll just Write take up someone. this like work that an attorney should be doing and that you should be getting paid for if you are doing and it. And you don't have enough work? You don't Right? It's Christmas. That does not mean anything to Hermione's workload. No, uh, it doesn't mean anything to her. I just mean like you're doing, you're you're over here like doing like legal research. Yeah. During Christmas, that's a lot. So much. Um, but really quickly, just like some little drops, those little case drops. Um, here's something. There was a case in 1722, but the hippogriff was convicted. Ugh! Look what they did to it. That's disgusting. This might help. Look, a manticore savaged someone in 1296. And they let the manticore off. Oh, no, that was only because everyone was too scared to go near it. It's <laughs> like those little, like, insights yeah. into the wizarding world. But I also, um, I know, I know, I know that a lot of this is written for laughs and for, like, oh, this is cute. But, like, mm-hmm. okay, you were too scared to go near it, so the case just stopped. Because y'all don't have and what happened, no kind of it's, They're not, and no kind of law. And what happened after that? Where, where to go? What happened with that? Is it still alive? How long do manticores I don't know. I wish I had my book. Um, yeah. There's so many questions. And I know that so many I know questions. that she was like, that's kind of cute. That's funny. Just put it yeah. in there. It's good. It's and that's the thing. Like it's good for like world building mm-hmm. in a way that's not like, let's go all the way into the history of the world. Um so yes, but also like I do I wanna know more. <laughs> um so yeah, so it's Christmas and they Hogwarts is Christmas Eve. Wake up on um, Christmas morning um, with presents. Another sweater from Mum Maroon again. Um, and then Mrs. Weasley had sent Harry a scarlet sweater with a Gryffindor lion knit, knitted on the front. Mm-hmm. Ah, and a box of nut brittle, which I think is like toffee brittle or whatever that crap is. Yeah, I don't need that stuff. Old people uh, candy. Also, a dozen home baked mince pies. 12 mince pies. I'm sure they're like small. You know, I hope so. Also, I don't think Low key, that reminds me of my grandmother. You know what? She never made our uh, pound cake. I know. She's texting me about it. But you know what? That just, it just clicked for me. Mrs. Weasley is your Mrs. grandmother? Mrs. Weasley reminds me of my mommy. That's crazy. Mrs. Weasley and my mommy do have a lot in common. They do. They always trying to feed actually, you. Like, but always trying to Food feed you. Food is good though. So you don't care. Takes absolutely no mess. None. None. Absolutely none. Zero. Zilch. And just and just uh, mother everybody. Who are you? Everyone. I'm older than you. Come in here, baby. Get some love. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Where's your mom at? Who cares? Come on in here, baby. Get some love. Yep. Fights of power. Man. 
My mommy oh, Weasley. So... <laughs> my mommy <laughs> Weasley okay. with her team cannon. My mommy Weasley. Yep. Y'all don't even know my grandma, <laughs> but she's basically Mrs. Weasley. Um, That's all you need to all know. All you need she's to know. Awesome. So, um, what's that? Said Ron looking over a freshly unwrapped pair of Marin, Marin socks. Don't know. Um, there's a long, thin package lying under all of his things. Harry ripped the parcel open and gasped as a magnificent gleaming broomstick rolled out onto his bedspread. Again, a long, thin package, but it's not in a box. <laughs> so. What could it be? <laughs> long and thin and then kind of bushy on the end. And it kind of rhymed. Um, a long, thin package. Not in a box. Wonder what it is. What could it be? Um, it was a firebolt. Um, it had, you know, the. It was. Cute. It was cute. The handle glittered. Um, That's how cute. It, it got was. the golden registration number and everything. Um, really quickly, how did Sirius get the money? Like I know he has money, but how did he get it? I think this is a creature thing. Does he have Maybe. creature? I don't think he has creature yet. No. I don't think he gets creature until he's in Grimaud's place. I, but I think he can... But I don't think he wants creature. I don't think so either, but I think so he... So I don't think he would think to... I think he wanted creature enough to... I mean, he wanted... He didn't want creature, but he wanted Harry to have the firebolt enough to make sure he got it. I think so, too. I don't think creature's the answer, though, because creature would have turned him in, Crookshanks? Probably. How would Crookshanks do it? But how would Crookshanks... That That's a, why I'm asking. I'm like, that was a, how would Crookshanks um, get Hannah to Abbott. it? He could become a potted plant. That was one of those. Right. Um, <laughs> that's just like, it's like, I'm sure he figured out a way and it's fine, but I'm, that's like a yeah. thing that I'm I feel like, like maybe it's just like a mail order thing. How do get to Green Gods? But, but I'm saying like, how they get then, the but money. really actually it's more of a question about Green Gods than it is yeah. a question about Sirius's like stealth tactics or whatever. It's more just like, do they always have to go to the bank to withdraw money? Because that's not efficient. Well, I'm sure that like, he's... Is there a way... Do they have, like, a little thing where they're like, oh, look, this is my little credit card. But, like, they probably don't because, like, the Wizarding World is also impractical in a lot of ways. But... Yeah. Like, is it just, like, an account number do they have? But even if they're doing, like, an hour, a... or they just, like, write in their thing as opposed to sending in, like... But even money? if you had one of those, like, um, say you had a Wizarding debit card or credit card and you put it on the credit mm-hmm. card and they ran it and they sent it to you. Like, you would, but like, online shopping. they would know that it was you. They would know that it was you. It's still got to come out of your account. And when you mm-hmm. are on the run, one of the first things that they do is lock your shit Just down. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he stole it. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> that he probably, like, he's... He could have stole it with, like, the promise to pay it back Well, later. I think that he probably, he went to Grimmauld Place and grabbed some, like, essentials, and he hasn't been back there. But well, but the thing is, is he that wouldn't make sense because he—that's not the last place that he lived. But he can get in there. He knows that there's probably gold or something in there because they didn't trust him. You know. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Maybe. But then he might have just stolen it. I don't know. But I feel like he's maybe he's got polyjuice potion and he's working as a cook. Yeah, you know, he's the thing is, is like I, I truly, I believe that he. Could figure out a way. I'm more, like I said, I'm more just curious about like the money, how yeah. that works in general, just like in the world, yeah, like broadly. Um, but yeah, so there's no card. Um, I'm betting it wasn't the Dursley, said Harry. I bet it was Dumbledore, said Ron. 
Um, he... Which is... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, which is what I was... Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's like, it's the same kind of weird mystery thing as the, like, invisibility. Yeah. Um, but that was my dad, said Harry. Dumbledore was just passing it on to me. He wouldn't spend hundreds of galleons on me. You can't go give suit and stuff like that. True. I mean, Dumbledore but does what the fuck he wants. McGonagall also <laughs> bought you a Nimbus. McGonagall did buy you a so, Nimbus. So, you know. And and also, yes, um, Dumbledore does what the fuck he wants. That's what, and that's exactly what Ron's like. That's why he wouldn't say it was from him. Mm-hmm. In case it, like, some get, like, Malfoy said it was favoritism, which... It definitely would be favorite. Like, yeah. Malfoy wouldn't be, he wouldn't be like. But then Malfoy, who are you to talk? Because your papa just bought the whole Slytherin the team. The entire team. Nimbus. Nimbus 2001s. So, you know. You know. Um, takes one to no one. Malfoy, wait till he sees you on the on this. He'll be sick as a pig. This is an international standard room, this is. I can't believe it, Harry muttered. Who? I know, said Harry. I know who it could have been. Lupin. That was Ron. So cute. Yeah. Um, And this Um, made, this is so rude. Harry now starting to laugh himself. Lupin, if he had, listen, if he had this much gold, he'd be able to buy himself some new robes. Y'all are rude. Maybe Lupin don't care about um, appearances like that. Material things like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, said Ron, but he likes you. And he was away when your Nimbus got smashed. Um... He might have heard about it and decided to visit Diagon Alley. And, like, why Why would you have to visit Diagon Alley? Why can't you just order it? Order it. Have because, Al deliver it. again, the wizarding world is not True. practical. Um, um, what do you mean he was away? He was ill when I was playing in the match. Well, he wasn't in the hospital wing. Aha. Aha. Um, I was there cleaning off the bedpans on that detention from Snake, remember? Um, I can't see Lupin affording something like this. What are you two laughing about? Um, Hermione wa- walks in with Crookshanks, which is just, that's rude. You know, she, she knows she shouldn't bring Crookshanks in the dormitory. That's doing too much. Um, Ron snatches Scabbers up from the depths of his bed and stows him in, in his pajama pocket. Um, she wasn't listening. Oh, Harry, who sent you that? Um, no idea. There wasn't a card or anything with it. To his great surprise, Hermione did not appear either excited or intrigued by the news. On the contrary, her face fell and she bit her lip. Um, which is the proper response, to be yeah. honest. Like, they're too excited, the fact that it's a fireball, but the fact, like, who gave it to you was an important part of yeah. that. Um, so. Especially given the fact that there are dementias all around, what you just found out about Notorious Mass Murder or Sirius Black. Black. Like, there's a lot of things. Yeah. It just, come on. Um... It is a bit odd, isn't it? I mean, it's supposed to be quite a good broom, isn't it? It's the best broom there is, Hermione, said Ron. So it must have been really expensive. Um, Who'd send Harry something as expensive as that and not even tell him they'd sent it? Who cares, said Ron. Listen, Harry, can I have a go on it? Can I? I don't think anyone should ride that broom just yet, said Hermione. What do you think Harry's going to do? Sweep the floor? Which, like, even though he's wrong, that's a good comeback. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, but before Hermione could answer, Crookshanks sprang from Seamus' bed right at Ron's chest. Get him out of here, Ron bellowed as Crookshanks' claws ripped his pajamas and Scabbers attempted to attempted a wild escape over his shoulders. Ron seized Scabbers by the tail and aimed a misjudged kick at Crookshanks that hit the trunk at the end of Harry's bed. Crookshanks first suddenly stood on end, a shrill tinny whistling was filling the room. The pocket sneakoscope had become dislodged from Uncle Vernon's old socks and was whirling and gleaming on the floor. 
I forgot about that. Um, Harry said, I never wear the sock if I can help it. Harry. Now's not the time to talk about your wardrobe. <laughs> the sneakoscope whirled and whistled in his palm. Crickshanks was hissing and spitting at it. You better get take that cat out of here, Hermione, said Ron furiously. Can't you shut that thing up? He added to Harry as Hermione strode out of the room. Crickshanks' yellow eyes still fixed maliciously on Ron. What is the point of buying Harry the sneakoscope? You're not you're paying not attention. you're not actually going to use it or, like, believe it. Come on. Makes no sense. Harry stuffed it. The sneakers got back in the socks. All it could, could be heard now were Ron's stinging, stifled muffles. <laughs> All that could be heard now were Ron's stifled muffles of pain and rage. Scabbers was huddled in Ron's hands. It had been a while since Harry had seen him out of Ron's pocket. He's not looking too good, is he, Harry said. It's stress. He'd be fine if that big stupid furball left him alone. But Harry remembered what the woman at the Magical Menagerie had said about rats living only three years. Couldn't help feeling that unless Scabbers had powers he'd never revealed, he'd re- he was reaching the end of his life. And despite Ron's frequent complaints that Scabbers was boring and useless, he was sure Ron would be very miserable if Scabbers died. But we'd That's be fine. That's just Ron's characterization in like a nutshell. Also, yeah, yeah he'll be fine. We'd he'll be good. We'll, we'll all be, we'll get over it. Totally fine. If he totally died, fine yeah. with it. Yeah, but this is, yeah, like you said, it's... Uh, it's Ron's characterization in a nutshell. Like, he complains about things. Same thing with Hermione. He's complaining about her, but mm-hmm. if she goes away, he's up. then he's, up. he's got questions. Yep. He's like, what's she doing? What's going on? Um, then he's in the street dancing to Usher in the rain. Um, so it's Christmas. Um, so they go down to eat um, at the Great Hall. Um, it's... There weren't, there were like not a lot of people who stayed, so there's who stayed at Hogwarts. So there's a single table set for 12. Um, Merry Christmas, said Dumbledore. As there are so few of us, it seemed foolish to use the house tables. Sit down, sit down. Um, Crackers, said Dumbledore enthusiastically, offering the end of a large silver noisemaker to Snape, who took it reluctantly and tugged. Really quickly, I love Christmas Dumbledore. He's the best Dumbledore. I must agree. I was gonna, I, I agree. Um, also, so with a bang like a gunshot, the cracker flew apart to reveal a large point at witch's hat with the top with a stuffed vulture. Ha ha, ha 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 ha. But also, ha, ha, ha. 4th of July just passed, recently passed. It was, it was a bit ago. Tell me why me. Mm. That is hell on the nerves. Thank God we don't do crackers in America. I can't. Right? No. I... Yeah. Was shaky and in a panic until about 2 a.m. on 4th of July. No. Leave me alone. Apparently, in my neighborhood, they start two weeks early. I've been going to sleep to firecrackers for two weeks. Why? How? Why? My. Why do you have that many firecrackers? My my aunt. And then why not just, like, wait until, you know. 4th of July. And then, like, random moments of the day, you just hear a big bang. And everybody's like, hold up. And you're like, okay, it was a firecracker. But like, this is not, this is not. Um, And our aunt lives in Los Angeles. And I was staying with our aunt over the weekend. Well, I remember I she lives in like, Fourth of July. She lives in like the middle of like fireworks shows. And if you can't see Uh them, and if you can't see them, and then there's people on the neighborhood shooting up fireworks. Whoo, I tell you what. Yep. Me and mm-hmm. Dara yep, Wilson, was... we were a nervous goddamn wreck. I was like, w- mm-hmm. why? How? 
housewife. How long is yeah. this gonna happen? I actually did stay with her for for uh, fourth. And there would be one time, over and here, like, and as soon as you turn over, the one in like, behind you would pop. And you're like, ah, mm-hmm. why? Who needs it? It's it's the worst. It's um, the worst. I also want to point out too uh, that we skipped over a little bit. Hermione <clears throat> was fuming, was furious with Ron for trying to kick uh, Crookshanks, and Ron was fuming about Crookshanks' um, latest attempt to eat scabbers. Hermione, your cat jumped on him and like even if right. he wasn't going after scabbers which he was which why was your cat in their dormitory when you know how he feels about your cat and you know that scabbers is there mm-hmm. number one number two like if your cat jumps on me i have the right to try to kick him like if i'm just looking out for me this is one of those instances where ron is justified and Hermione needs to just say you're sorry. Needs to um, so, um, so Harry and Ron um, remember the bogger, <clears throat> which pointed yeah. with his hat topped the stuffed vulture. I don't know how these crackers work, but I feel like Remus was like, I'm going to go, but let me just, you know, put this cracker on that pile that right there. Um, the shape. Snape's mouth thinned and he pushed the hat toward Dumbledore who swapped it for his wizard's hat at I love once. Dumbledore. Um, he's the best. Um, so he... Um, so they start eating. Um, Professor Trelawney comes in. Sybil, this is a pleasant surprise, said Dumbledore. I have been crystal-gazing, Headmaster, and to my astonishment, I saw myself abandoning my solitary luncheon and coming to join you. Who am I to refuse the promptings of fate? I at once hastened from my ta- tower, and I do beg you to forgive so, my lateness. Girl, so I guess. You saw your own saw very, like, very recent future, which means... you. She basically just made the decision. Hey, yes. I'm just, might, might as well just come eat um, in the Great Hall. Why not? By Christmas. Not, I saw myself abandoning my solitary luncheon. So at once. And then I went. I abandoned. That's yeah. called decision making. Like, I just on. decided. I was up there, and I was like... I could do with some people right now. Um, right. Certainly, certainly, said Dumbledore, um, his eyes twinking. And I just, I know McGonagall. In his head. But my, my favorite thing is that Dumbledore knows that she's also, also knows she's full of shit, but he's like too mm-hmm. polite to be, so he's just like, mm-hmm, this is wonderful. If you just say so. Like, uh-huh. Um, and then he, he uh, draws up a chair, which, um, Revolved for a few seconds before falling with a thud between Professor Snape and McGonagall, which is like the best place yep. to put her. And I think he does that for his own um, amusement too, because Dumbledore don't get no fucks. Of course. And you it's know Christmas. that McGonagall, when that chair dropped, she looked at him like, motherfucker, did you just. Albus. Why you do this? Albus, I can't get you here because they're students, but don't, don't sleep. Don't mm-hmm. sleep. Said. So Professor Trelawney did not sit down. Her enormous eyes had been roving around the table and she suddenly uttered a kind of soft scream. I dare not, Headmaster. If I join the table, we shall be 13. Nothing can be more unlucky. I'll forever... I'll never forget that when 13 dine together, the first to rise will be the first to die. Um, real quick. So you didn't see that when you were seeing yourself come to join the table? (laughs) No? Where's my water? Sips tea. Where's my tea? I have a latte. Hold on. We're going to take this wizard team break to sip. To sip some 
something. Man, we need to tape these because so, that was a great. Your sips tea was way better um, than mine. I need to get one of those water bottles. It just it was perfect for the sky <laughs> and then it was good. I liked it. Hand clap. Um, um, we'll risk it, Sybil said Professor McGonagall. Do uh, sit down. Do sit down. The turkey's getting stuck. I wanted cold. to just sit back on this. The 13 um, dying together, the first will rise, will be the first to die. Isn't that something about, like, Snake gets up first or something like that? I don't know. When they all... It's a Harry Potter thing that I can't remember because I never put much stock in it. Somebody says it, but then I don't think it actually happens. Because yes. I was looking for that, too. I don't even remember what it was. It's, but... like, in the ether. It's in the Harry Potter. It's, like, on the tumblers and the... and the. No, I know, but I'm saying I couldn't remember what yeah. it was, so I was trying to, like, find it, and then I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't see anything, but, you know, if somebody can find it, then if you know what we're talking about. Um, because we barely do. Um, Professor Trelawney hesitated, then lowered herself into the empty chair. Um, McGonagall poked a large spoon into the nearest terrain. Tripe, Sybil? Professor Trelawney completely <laughs> ignored her. So good. Where is Professor Lupin? Um, I'm afraid the poor fellow was ill again. Most unfortunate it should happen on Christmas Day. But surely you knew that, Sybil. But sure. Said Professor McGonagall. Ha! Shit! Shade, shade, shade. Um, certainly I knew Minerva, she said quietly, but one does not parade the fact that one is all-knowing. I frequently act as though I am not possessed of the inner eye, of the inner eye so as not to make others mm, But yet you felt the need to tell everyone that your inner eye told Wait. you to come downstairs. So you came downstairs. Wait. Right. That explains a great deal, a great deal said Professor McGonagall tartly. Sure. She gives no fucks. She's like, um... Hey, sister, go, oh, okay. sister, soul, sister, shading. I don't know. We're gonna cut that out. <laughs> if you must know, Minerva, I have seen that poor Professor Lupin will not be with us for very long. He seems aware himself that his time is short. He positively fled when I offered to crystal gaze um, for him. Uh, Imagine that, uh, said Professor McGonagall dryly. <laughs> I doubt, said Dumbledore, in a cheerful but slightly raised voice, that which put an end to Professor McGonagall and Professor Trelawney's conversation, that Professor Lupin is in any immediate danger. Severus, you've made the potion for him again? Yes, have I have, I have to Good. stop you here, because I just want to um, uh-huh. say, she's not wrong. He's not with them very long, but it's not because he dies or anything. Right. Also, exactly. could you imagine being a kid at this table? I would just be like in my pudding like, Exactly. I'd be sitting there like, hmm, this is real interesting. What? Back and forth. It's, it's almost like, like family. It's like almost like a family dinner mm-hmm. where you're just like, oh, this when is you, this when is you, great. When you when you sit down, stare at all your little cousins like, don't say shit. Don't even, don't. Don't say not one don't word. Don't bring attention to us. Let us sit here mm-hmm. quietly because the next thing you know, they know. We are privileged mm-hmm. to be able to sit in this as soon as they As soon as they remember <laughs> so the go down. you gotta go upstairs. Shut up. Mm-hmm. This is gold. Mm-hmm. This is gold. <laughs> this is going in my memoir. Um, yep. <laughs> um, good, said Dumbledore. Then he should be up and about in no time. Derek, have you had any of the, these chipoladas? They're excellent. Really, does Dumbledore know every student's name? Because that's That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, and he would seriously read it being addressed directly by Dumbledore. Um, I, I feel like he probably does, or at least like he knows he who's too. staying. And there's not that many of them. I think it's like six of them now. So, um, this is a guessing well, game. No, it's just like, okay, there's 
You don't look like a like yeah. you don't look like a Jake. Well, you're, we know these three Garrett, for right? sure because they're always in trouble and in my office and on some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me look exactly. at who who signed up to stay over Christmas and let me look at their faces in the Rolodex of. Do they have like a yearbook? Interesting. But you know what I mean. Just do a little homework mm-hmm. search. It's like when you go to a party and you go on Facebook. Do you not do this? Nope. I don't go to parties. I'm just, I'm talking about like networking type of, we have to go, but I don't really want to go. Um, I say this as I'm sitting in my hotel room while the welcome feast for La Viosa Con is happening. <laughs> Introverts uh-huh. Um So um, everybody's eating. Harry and Ron got up first from the table and shrieked loudly. My dears, which of you left his seat first? Which? Dunno, said Ron. I doubt it will make much of a difference, said Professor McGonagall coldly, unless a mad axeman is waiting outside the doors to slaughter the first into the entrance hall. <sighs> oh, so good. she's the best. Um, even Ron laughed. Um, coming, Harry said to Hermione, no, I want a quick word with Professor McGonagall. Not your place, Hermione. but I get it. Um, we'll wait. We'll talk about it. Um, okay. So they go to the, um, they go back to the common room. The password is scurvy cur. Which is, you know, Sir Cadigan, no chill. Also, though, we uh, just the, they found Sir Cadigan enjoying a Christmas party with a couple of monks, several previous headmasters, and his fat pony. Oh wait, he pushed I up his visor. The headmasters were there. Yeah, he pushed up his head, his visor, and toasted them with a flagon of mead. Um, how do drunk paintings work? How did alcohol? Yeah, how did I'm curious. How did yeah, I'm also curious. Work? Like, how is there like a limited because since it's a painting is there a limited store of alcohol because right. the fat lady gets drunk on the regular on the reg which is like for someone who has to be around kids is probably not great but also just like how much of this painting painted alcohol is there in the castle right and, and how is it they could just be on some oh we're just gonna like i feel like if there was a if there's a there... limit you want to ration it out Right? You're going to be there for years. So you don't want to... Yeah. But they just be like, it's Christmas. Party. I wonder if there's like a painter. <laughs> just A Hogwarts like painter just who just paints paint some little bottles of booze. Mm-hmm. Probably at the Hogshead and they just walk through or something. Oh yeah. Maybe. How does that work though? Things that we need to talk... We need to think about. How do paintings paint. get drunk? How do paintings get drunk? Um... So they go. Um, Harry goes to get the get his firebolt in the broomstick servicing kit, um, but there's really nothing to like do polish because it's brand new. Um, so they're just sitting there like staring at it, um, and then Hermione comes in with Professor McGonagall. Um, so that's it, is it? Said Professor McGonagall. Miss Granger has just informed me that you have been sent a broomstick potter. Um, may I? She asks. Um, she examines it. Hmm. And there was no note at all, Potter. No card. No message of any kind? No, said Harry blankly. I see. Well, I'm afraid I will have to take this, Potter. What? Said Harry, scrambling to his feet. Why? It will need to be checked for jinxes. Of course, I'm no expert, and I dare say Madame Hooch and Professor Flitwick will strip it down. Strip it down, repeated Haran. It shouldn't take more than a few weeks. You will have it back if we are sure it is, um, jinx-free. Which is reasonable. Um, there's nothing wrong with it, said Harry. Honestly, Professor, you can't know that, Potter. Not until you've flown it, at any rate, and I'm afraid that is out of the question until we are certain it has not been tampered with. I shall keep you informed. 
um, McGonagall uh, leaves the common room with the firebolt. Um, Harry stood staring after her, the tin of high-finished polish still clutching, still clutched in his hands. Ron, however, rounded on Hermione. What did you go running to McGonagall for? Hermione threw, Hermione, get it. Hermione threw her book aside. Still, She was still pink in the face, but stood up and faced Ron defiantly. Because I thought, and Professor McGonagall agrees with me, that that broom was probably sent to Harry by Sirius Black. She's not Which, wrong. She's not wrong. She's actually quite right. Um, but it was sent to Harry by Sirius Black and not by Notorious Mass Murder Sirius Black. True. True also, her. she should have shared that with Harry and Ron. I don't think she, so. I think that they were too, like, gung-ho about it, and she was trying to be like, this is kind of weird, you shouldn't be writing it, you know? But she should have just been like, hey, y'all don't think that could possibly be so a So just maybe thing. that she should have said, that she should have said it could be serious Black before McGonagall. The, the thing is, is like, yes, but that wouldn't have changed anything because they're Harry and Ron, and so they still would be like, of course not, Hermione, you're just overreacting. But then, as to being when like, you do oh, that, that's a good point. But then when you... When you I say, think that she should have told them, hey, I'm going to go tell McGonagall because I'm not safe. So maybe like mm-hmm. in the way that she did it, she could have been a little bit, she could have finessed it a little bit better. But yeah. honestly, I don't think she was like, I think that she did what she needed to do. Oh, I totally agree. But I think like the way that she, and this is also because, and I'm not blaming Hermione. I'm kind of blaming Harry and Ron for this. It's kind of like blaming, no. Um, <laughs> but because of who they are and how they reacted, she probably thought like you like it's useless to even start this fight with them they're not gonna listen to me um but i need to like make sure that they're like harry's not going gallivanting on this broom and even ron you know what i mean like ron Mm -hmm. try to get a ride take a ride and fall off or whatever um on a jinx broom but then when she comes in with mcgonagall she like hurries up and like rushes to the side and like um plants her face in a book you know in listening distance but not oh, like not standing next to McGonagall while she you know confiscates the you know, and I think that like the kind of shirking away from it, it's like you did the right thing and you did the right thing for the right reasons and you should own that like own the fact that you're doing the right thing because mm-hmm. the kind of like cowering behind and again they're thirteen so you know but like shirking behind this um, decision it makes you seem guilty it makes you. Like, if you act shady, you know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, she's not wrong by any means. <laughs> I Yeah, I just feel like, 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 I'm sure I'm, like, remembering maybe as a kid reading it, I was mad at Hermione, like, why would you tell? But the thing is, is, like, literally, she thinks that Sirius Black yeah. is about to kill her. They just heard this whole ass story about how he is a madman who betrayed um, Harry's parents and all these things, and, like, everything they're kill hearing Harry. is that he will do whatever it takes to kill Harry and that he's going to Hogwarts with the express mission of killing Harry and if there's a mysterious package that gets sent that and like oh it's really cool and so of course mm-hmm. it, like Harry loves Quidditch Harry wants a firebolt of course he wants to um he as soon as he gets yeah. it what like of course I'm gonna write it why not but at the same time like yeah I think I definitely think like Hermione. Was she is totally right. Totally. Um, I have um, a, I have a couple of issues. With I do Ron get what you're saying in this chapter, and um, one of them really is he. A lot of what he does, or a lot of his friendship with Harry, he lives vicariously through Harry sometimes, and I mean we all do it, and like, mm-hmm. spoil alert, 
by it by this time it's probably met the V digs and the first thing I said was I hate you take a picture, um, because like <laughs> I hate you I wish that were me but if it's gonna be one of us like come on fam you come up we all come up you know what I mean I feel like that's how Ron is <laughs> and so he takes it very personally and he's been he's mad at Hermione on some other stuff and so then uses this which should have nothing, really have nothing to do with him, right? Like, Hermione's thought process is serious is after Harry. I'm sorry you don't get to ride Harry's broom, but that's not the point, you know? And then Ron just takes it to a whole other level, mm-hmm. which is, like, we will continue to say it's, like, what they do. So, MVP, Mick McGonagall. serious. Wow. Um, oh, you said McGonagall? I was gonna do serious. Jean's also. A... Oh, of course I she think is. That she's she's great one. in this chapter. She's always a good one. Might as well. She's just perfect. Um, I did serious though because of like <laughs> what actually. No, happened. I get it. Like, <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the fact that like he, um, there's all the stuff of like Harry feeling really like angry about Sirius and like you know, he betrayed, like, notorious mass murderer Sirius Black or whatever, and how he betrayed his parents and all that stuff, but at the same time, like, Sirius is really, like, looking out for him, like, he found a way, on the run, buy an expensive to buy a fire room. and send it, and send it to his, and send it to his godson, because he knows that he no longer has a broom, and that it got destroyed by the Whomping Willow, and he's like, well, he needs a broom, I gotta go get that for him, I didn't get to buy him, except for his first broom, HP um, trivia, except for his first broom, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I need to make up for that. And so that's how I'm going to do it. And, like, yeah. yeah. So um, I say McGonagall because the shade was real and glorious. And I felt like yeah. I was, it felt like it was a hot summer's day. And I was just days. lounging underneath the cool, calm, and loving embrace of McGonagall shade to Trelawney. And I was here for it. Mm-hmm. Um... Y'all, I'm telling you, McGonagall keeps <laughs> like that is evidence. Evidence. That was evidence. Um, and right then there. coming in and being very, you know, stern but fair and honest with Harry about the broomstick. You know, mm-hmm. this is not normal. It's a very expensive broom. People don't just send anonymous and her, brooms. Her first thought um, is his but safety. We'll check it out. I'm not saying that you can't have it. I'm saying we got to check it out, make sure it's safe. Mm-hmm. I will give you updates. I know what Quidditch means to you and what brooms mean to you. And I'll let you know as soon as I know. But until then, I'm going to take this and do what needs to be done. Thank you. Um, I think that it was just like a very good, this chapter was just a very good like duel of, um, or showing both sides of, McGonagall in like her sassiness and her literally might be the only professor with some goddamn chill. I was about to say some sense, but I think Flitwick has sense, but um, well, Flitwick has some chill. Probably. Mm. He doesn't seem like he has. A little bit chill. Mm. McGonagall has chill, enough chill for the both of them. Maybe a little Not bit. enough chill for everybody though. Because Dumbledore yeah. <laughs> and Snape. Because Dumbledore, he's. <laughs> Dumbledore's still he's like, downstairs popping he's crackers. Like negative. You said he's what? He's still downstairs popping crackers. 
and he's exactly been over for two hours and he's just <laughs> no he probably got Snape in there right <laughs> like come on Severus another another Snape is like can I go to my dungeon please <laughs> like this is like sir this is torture can we sir it's Christmas can it's I Christmas one? Severus another one another one you have to wear this bonnet wear it like mm-hmm. just chill out Dumbledore we need some more mead in here exactly sir it's a two-man it is no longer christmas it is 2 a.m another one i said serious (laughs) or severus snape trying to take a nap he's like dude can we just can we just you were how old christmas is for the young (laughs) and i am always young forever young oh man yeah no that's a good headcanon i like that great headcanon and i almost felt bad for snape for a second but for like two seconds, like two seconds. Right? I just felt myself. Oh my God. I felt bad for him. on um, like as an introvert. No, <laughs> but what really I what saw, was. I literally saw like Dumbledore as Aunt Terry and Snape as Kevin when Aunt Terry's <laughs> dancing in public and Kevin's just like, um, so can we can not, we do not? why do we do this every time? <laughs> just like the embarrassing dad or mm-hmm. uncle or any, you know, y'all all got that one embarrassing relative, that one in your That's family. Real. Like that's one of the those that's like a fond that's like a fond headcanon of Snape that I'm willing to like. Yeah, because he loves I like he loves one. Dumbledore in his own miserable way. Him and Dumbledore's way. relationship is actually super interesting, and like that being a part of it is hilarious. <laughs> um, All right, so th- cool. Oh, who's benched? Oh, yeah. Um, we did not do that. I thought we Scabbers. did. Scabbers. Um, that's valid. I benched the Wizarding Justice System. That's valid as fuck. And. Should not be fucked up. Can I do that too? Like y'all got the wizard gamut, and you the the Dementors, the Aurors, the Minister of Magic. Y'all got magic, and you can't figure out some an equitable system. The magical mayor of Hogsmeade. The if magic can't do it, then who can? I mean, questions that need answers. It's just ridiculous. The. The dude that runs night bus on the third shift when Stan ain't there, like all of them, all of y'all mm-hmm. need to sit down. The Daily Prophet, the mm-hmm. editors, they just be enabling, enabling, all of them. Got, got Hagrid fucked up, going all the way fucked up, all the way fucked and up, serious. going serious. to Hogsmeade. Hagrid, Hagrid went for for what like a couple months, right? Mm-hmm. And then now has they Can't have been reliving that time. He can't even leave his house to, to do anything. Have fun because he got to relive Messing it. up his job and then, performance. And then you got Sirius Black over here 12 whole years. Then doing his him one trial. Sorry. Y'all are the worst. Where his chocolate at? Need to get your, get Hashtag your where's Hagrid's chocolate. Yep. Um, do you know, is, is there Hagrid's hut in the, um, is Hagrid's hut in the tour? In the studio tour? He should take chocolate. He should take chocolate. It's happening, y'all. We're doing that. It's happening. That's, happening. That's awesome. You'll, I'm so glad this is before we get to London yeah, so that we know that we'll actually do You'll it. You'll get a picture. <laughs> we got it. We were just like, we'll do it. And then it's like the last day that we're there. Um, like we're on the plane. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. Next week, we will be discussing chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Patronus. Oh, Make the chapter sure with the feels. Along. Lots and lots of feels. Um, 
Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for this chapter and the next chapter and all of the chapters of Prisoner of Azkaban. We um, tally you, all of those votes, guys, and um, at the end of the book, we will name who is the real MVP and who is benched for the book. Um, mm-hmm. Keep in mind that Aunt Marge has a golden bench. Yes. So there's that. Um, and yes, let us know who... You choose. Um, use the hashtag with team at us, we black and nerds on Twitter to cast your vote. Mm-hmm. Do that, do that. Um, um, yeah, next time you hear from us, we won't, well. I'll be talking like this, governor. Okay, Tally whole old London town. <laughs> Why? Just me and. We will be in London. Our voices won't be in London, but we just will. Just me and, and my wee awesome. laddie. Diana and we'd take in the to and fro and pop no, toppins the no, bag. No. Feed don't, the don't birds toppins the do bag. Don't do that. I need a I need a David Tennant face or something. Just don't Cheerio. Don't do, don't do it. Cheerio. Cheers. Okay. Ciao. Bye. I think I think we should we should end it there. We should just Meal China. How about no? Thank you.